Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time for a noon kick. Let's go, baby. Come on. Let's have some fun, man. This is Danny and Dusty on Football Friday. You gotta see it. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Good afternoon! Happy Football Friday! Ciao, Belly! There he is. Jeff Rust is back. Look, we pick one up, we lose one along the way. <laughs> That's the way that it's been going this week. Yeah, one step forward, two steps back. Uh, we we started yesterday's show with Danny Morang telling us all how he was fading fast. Oh, good. And it was 12.01. Oh, great. And his voice was almost already shot. So uh, today, Danny... Had to throw in the white towel. I don't blame him one bit. Um, he 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 came down with the sicknesses. Okay, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. No shame in the game. No. All right. But we got Jeff Rust back. Jeff Rust, how are the hell are you? Not bad. We had a sick kid at home, and the wife took an impromptu trip to Idaho to go visit her sister for her birthday. Hey, yeah. happy birthday. Mandy's sister. Yeah, right. I was going to be like, I don't know her name. (laughs) Right. Jennifer, by the way. Jennifer. I'm trying, Jennifer. I'm trying. (laughs) All right. Well, happy birthday, Jennifer. Uh, but they, yeah, you were you were out, you were gone, but you're healthy. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's yeah. good. How was your uh, holidays and New Year? Yeah, not we, bad. We haven't we just, seen you since. We took it easy. We got the kids on the old uh, East Coast ball drop. So yeah, yeah, that's the great thing about it oh, when they're younger. I didn't share this story about mm-hmm. my New Year's Eve. My New Year's Eve. Okay, so 11 a.m. Fiesta Bowl local time kick right 10 yes. a.m. out here on the West Coast. Yeah, it was. At so 10 a.m. first bus over to the stadium for for that kickoff in in Glendale, mm-hmm. which is usually what the radio crew that we go over with like the equipment guys and stuff, right? Because we got to set up the booth and all that stuff. 5 a.m. Ooh, yeah, rough. <laughs> New Year's Day, rough. Yeah, uh, we decided no, not going to do that. Yeah, we're we're gonna we Ubered over, but it, we still needed to get there. Very early because right. pregame starts two hours before kick. When you want to get there two hours before that, so you know six thirty a.m. We still going to bed early. Yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to get into uh, to bed around ten p.m. local <laughs> time in Arizona. I like I'm getting all settled in. I got you know sports on the TV, and all of a sudden I'm getting ready to go to bed. It sounds like an explosion happened. <laughs> I thought that I thought the hotel blew up. 
<laughs> that the the organ duck so tall, I thought it was blowing up. I was like, ah! <laughs> turns out, turns out, they let off fireworks. I was not privy to that. <laughs> <laughs> they they let off fireworks at the East Coast ball drop, so it was at 10 o'clock local time. There you go. Yeah. And I, at first I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and then I, I heard the uh, the ensuing little fireworks going off, and I was like, Okay, the panic is not there. So it was my official I'm old New Year's Eve where yeah. I I didn't even like I wasn't even aware. Now you now you understand why dogs hate fireworks so much. <laughs> it's just like yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm pretty sure somebody at some point told me, "Hey, there's going to be fireworks tonight." FYI, I was not ready for that. I was not ready, and it scared the living bejeebers out of me. I was sitting there, whoa, <laughs> not ready for that. Well, just looking around, and like when you're there's you're just you by yourself, and there's nobody around. You're looking for help, and you're looking for answers, and you got none of them. <laughs> and I just looked outside and was like, all right, there we go, there we go. So you did early ball drop. That's good. Yes, That's early ball good. drop. Yeah, we, I think we were in bed even by ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Well. Cousin Tito stayed a while, so I don't know how much longer I would have made it anyway. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, it's good to have you back, man. Back in the saddle again. Yes, back in the saddle. We are almost to full strength, I, I hope, by Monday. <laughs> we are all back. I think we should be good. And at full strength. Uh, so w- what we do on days like this, uh, one, this show, it's a football Friday. Going to get sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Going to go sideways. Yes. Uh, the Vancouver Ford text line. 503-864-6326. It is our friend on Days Like Today. Uh, you can text us, be a part of the show. The YouTube stream, youtube.com slash 1080 AM The Fan, where y'all can be a part of uh, the chats in there. Uh, it looks like P1 Rufio is already uh, filling up the chat. So you can watch, you can stream, you can text. We got very, several ways to communicate. We yeah. got the Twitters. You're, you're what, the Rust 503? That, that is correct. The Rust 503 for Jeff Rust, at Dusty underscore Hera, or at Danny and Dusty uh, on Twitter. So we got all the ways that you can communicate with us, heckle us, uh, get your input on the show. One thing that you missed yesterday, my good friend, mm-hmm. Danny looked at me at one point during the show and he said, Jeff Rust would be pulling out whatever hair he has left. Okay. Young Will Ortner, we can't. We hatched the idea, and we will have sales on this. Of we have to now do movies with the fan, where we like rent out a movie theater and we play movies because Ooh. Young Will Ortner, we we compiled the list of twenty five classic comedy movies Ooh. that Will Ortner has not seen. That's a beefy list. And when I say you would be pulling your hair out uh-huh. over this, what what remaining hairs you have on that beautiful head? Of yes. Yours. It includes movies like Animal House, Zoolander, The Big Lebowski. Gotcha. Any actually any Mel Brooks film, mm-hmm. with the exception of Spaceballs, he has seen that. Okay. And like this is well, not good. Young Will's fault. This is not Young Will's fault. Actually, right. he owned it afterwards. He says Zoolander, that's on me. I should have sought out Zoolander. I I should have seen it. But I mean, it is like Robin Hood Men in Tights. We've got Weird Science. Never seen it. There, there's. I mean, it runs the gambit. And look, this isn't Young Will's fault. It, it's the gap he missed, and yeah. we 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 figured it out. It was the age of his parents 
they were more John Hughes films fans, but he hasn't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. I mean, but he's seen like Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club, so the other, Sixteen so Candles, other Brat Pack ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But he was missing on a lot of great comedies, mm-hmm. and we feel like there is an entire generation that's growing up now that has not seen these classic films. Yeah. Everybody needs to see Airplane. Everybody right. needs to see Blazing Saddles. You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> that's the line that I dropped. <laughs> He's like, is that the movie with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <sighs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> you know, you got a nun saying jive turkey. <laughs> I mean, it was, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um. So we need to do movies with the fan where if, if anybody has, you know, somebody in their life, maybe you just want to rewatch some of the greats that we do this. But we feel like they were all movies where you have probably T-shirts from all of those movies that mm-hmm. we just named. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, there's a few in there, definitely. Because I know I got the, uh, one of my newer ones was the uh, Shermer High School Phys Ed shirt from Weird Science. <laughs> You're stewed, buttwad. <laughs> You're stewed, buttwad. Yeah, we need, to, we need to make this happen. But yeah. the classic comedies, if there's one classic comedy that you say the youth of America needs to see, what would it be? Ooh. Just one. I feel like this is the Jeff Rust question. You're going to stew on this for a while. Top of my head. Yeah. And I think a lot of it in, in, in terms of quotability. And I'm, I'm sure I'll get some pushback on this because no matter what I say, I'll get pushback on it. No doubt. I think Dumb and Dumber is a good starter. Dumb and Dumber is good. He has seen Dumb and Dumber. Okay. He has seen Dumb and Dumber. That mm-hmm. is, yeah. But he has not seen Ace Ventura. Okay. Pet Detective. Yeah. He, he did not know... Why Dan Marino? Why I asked him, do you know who Dan Marino is? Yeah, and he was like, well, yeah, well, yeah, but why would I need to know who Dan Marino is for Ace Ventura? And I was like, he goes, is he in it? <laughs> Kinda, <laughs> young man. Kind of the premise of the movie, you know. Yes, but th- that's how yeah. far removed he is from Dan Marino and Ace Ventura, <laughs> right? There, right, man. Yeah, yeah. Well. Dumb and dumb. Yeah, he's already. I don't know. Something about Mary is another good one because that seemed like it was a lot of the start of the, the raunchy mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. era there. You that's good. I mean? Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. That that's a really good one. I go back to like, I I think you need to see like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. There you go. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, and then you kind of work forward from from there. Right. You know, and you can get into. He's like, he was worried that he he'd miss a lot of the references. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's okay. But right. a lot the timeless classics are timeless classics for a reason, right. you know? Like Animal House is just dumb college stuff that dumb college kids still do. Yeah. You know? Ooh, Revenge of the Nerds. We never asked him about that. Ooh, that's a good one. We might have 26 now. Yeah. We might have I might have to text him. We ain't found shit. Yep. He's found, he's seen Spaceballs. Yeah. He's seen Spaceballs. Um but yeah, Revenge of the Nerds is another one. He also uh, the day before uh called Kevin Bacon Mid. Ooh. Mhm. Yeah. See, so that's somebody that doesn't know the first, at least half of Kevin Bacon's catalog. But he did his research and he found out that his friends also don't know who Kevin Bacon is. (laughs) So So he's probably only starting around what? Maybe like Hollow Man? Uh, Yeah, maybe even like he was like born around Wild Things. Right? I mean, they were in production of Wild Things when he was born. That's crazy. And that's a scene on the the never forget. A couple of them. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, good to be back. It's really good. Um, uh, I'm glad that uh, you're here. We also need to do this today because we have to have our picks in on Monday. We're going to have to get the picks in for the tiebreaker 
Ryan Cooley has our sealed envelopes mm. of bowl selections. Remember, before Spoiler alert, I think I lost this. You know, it's going to be really interesting <laughs> because you guys wrote them down. Mm-hmm. I did not. This yeah. is going to be a surprise to me because we did it before any of the Pac-12 bowls started. If you if you missed it right before we went on our holiday break, we picked all of the Pac-12 bowls. And it was only Pac-12 teams involved. And the loser has to have a mustache for an entire month. Just a mustache mm-hmm. for an entire month. With the last day of that month, it's going to be a mustache that the winner gets to... Uh, shape? Sh- shape. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Gets to cut it in the style of their choosing. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking forward to this. No, you just better hope Danny doesn't win because yeah. Danny is hell-bent on yeah. whoever gets it's wearing the Hitler stash, right. and you have to wear it for an entire show. Um, and that's going to live on the internet. Yeah. Now that's not, it's a horrible, horrible stash to have. He's like, he's just like, it's going to happen. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, boy. You know? Yeah. For you... I may go pencil thin. Like, I may go, like, if it was you, I'd go Walt Disney. Yeah, little, little John Waters. Yeah, I mean, it would it just like, it's just something right over here. You would look so damn creepy. <laughs> I would, it would be probably more cringy than the Charlie Chaplin, you know? Yeah, right. Or Jordan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what you'd have to call it on that day, whoever the loser is here. Yes. I may be the loser. I may just open up my bull picks and go, oh boy. Yeah. I haven't looked at the last couple uh, most recent games, but I think I started out like one and four. Not good, Bob. I have a feeling I did not start one and four. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Well, God bless it. Yeah. You know? T's and P's for this huh. mustache. Huh. <laughs> I have intentionally not shaved for a week. Yeah. Because it takes me a month just to get the starter going, <laughs> right? So like, I get a good solid like week, week and a half, and I'll get a good mustache going. No, I, I have. It takes me like two weeks to be like, "Are you growing a mustache?" <laughs> so I needed to get the head start in the event I lost. So right. we need to open up these envelopes. We will unseal the envelopes, and then the tiebreaker in the event of a tie, winner or loser. We will have to do closest to the national championship game score. And so we need to get this done today so we can start racking our brains, get mentally prepared for what comes on Monday. Yeah. Okay? All right. All right. So we will unseal the envelopes on, on today's show. That will be at some point uh, today. We It is a football Friday. We have a ton of football that we need to get to. Um, we got the NFL playoff picture. It is murky as all get out. I was doing. I was crunching the numbers on it. There are 22 different scenarios in the AFC. <laughs> Think about that. You already have four teams that have clinched in the AFC. For the remaining three spots, there's 22 different scenarios that oh, could play Lord. out. And in the NFC, you have five playoff spots that are already snagged up. There's only two remaining. Mm-hmm. There's 24 different scenarios wow. that could play out to to determine who's in the playoffs. So we'll we'll go over those. We'll dive into the Week 18 games that are we're gonna have to at some point do the power ranking of what these games look like and who these uh, what these teams uh, have up for grabs because I think it's pretty clear which is number one. But uh, we'll sort through the the five best games this weekend because there's some ones that you can just avoid like the plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we we got a 
a lot of college football playoff national championship game to look forward to. We will have two guests on today's program. Uh, we will be joined by Chris Fetters at Dogman.com, covers the University of Washington football team. He joins us at 1230. Then we go to Ann Arbor, Michigan for the athletics. Austin Meek, former Oregonian writer, used yes. to cover the Ducks. Uh, Austin Meek going to join us at 115 today, and we'll get you a, a college football playoff national championship primer uh, today, but where we got to start? Let's start diving in these scenarios. Week 18 of the NFL season, and it's coming to a head. Playoff spots are up for grabs. Danny Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Do that to me one more time. What do you, what do you think Tennille's talking about here? I'm, I'm assuming Football Friday. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to be. All right. We enter week 18 of the NFL's uh, regular season. And of the 14 playoff spots that are up for grabs, nine of them have been claimed. Uh, but only four divisions have been won so far. Uh, you have the number one seeds in both the AFC and NFC. AFC North champion Baltimore Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. NFC West champion uh, San Francisco 49ers. They both secured the first round buys in their respective conferences uh, by being uh, awesome. 
over the course of the season. The other two divisions that we do have winners of, we have AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs, NFC North, Detroit Lions, and then you got uh, teams that have just claimed playoff spots and basically chips fall where they are, where they may. They're going to be uh, division champs. The Browns, the Dolphins, uh, and then you have the Cowboys, Rams, and Eagles on the NFC side. From that point on, it is absolute Thunderdome as far as how the NFC and AFC wildcard spots and some divisions are going to be won. Uh, starting in the AFC, again, you have four playoff spots that have been secured. The Ravens, Chiefs, Browns, Dolphins. Outside of that, you've got 22 different scenarios in which the playoff spots will be divvied up, divided, and fall into place. I don't want to go over all of them because it's it, it can be draining and it's very confusing. It makes you look like, you know, Charlie Day and that one, you know, the conspiracy it, theory. Yeah, you've got arrows pointing all over the place. You got you're connecting the red yarn. But it comes it, it comes as easy as this. The Bills play the Dolphins in Sunday night football. A Bills win and they are in. Okay? And they win the division too, I believe. Yes. Yes. A Texans win and they are in. Or a tie against the Colts and Jacksonville and Pittsburgh lose, the Texans are in. A Colts win or tie, no matter what, and a Pittsburgh loss or tie, they are in. The Steelers are very confusing because they play a Ravens team that's sitting everyone, but they need a win and a Buffalo loss or a win in a Jacksonville tie or loss, and they get in. That's pretty, I mean, those are the most standard ones that you can go to, or you're getting way into the weeds and you're talking about, <laughs> we need like three games to tie. <laughs> Jacksonville loss plus Denver win plus Houston, Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. Yeah, I, like that. I, I We're not going there because this is America and we're not talking about ties, okay? <laughs> you can take that over to the Premier League. <laughs> Shove it in there with the metric system. I am totally jinxing for the most chaotic weekend, and we're going to have like three tie games, and I'm just going to be like, part of me is like, yes. And the other part of me is like, this is the most un-American thing, and for it to happen in an election year is going to be the worst way to start 2024 if we have three ties in the final weekend of the regular season. But you have uh, still a handful of teams that have an opportunity to to make the playoffs. In the Colts, like the Colts Texans game, that one is on Saturday. That's a sneaky pivotal game. Yeah. Because those both of those teams, they need to win that game. And I I love that the NFL is putting some of these games standalone. I hate that I, I believe for that game, it's the same officiating crew that botched the believe, the Dallas Detroit game. I think so. Just last week. Yeah. But I, I will say I hate the reason why I hate that is because the narrative is that officiating crew is unequivocally bad. Okay? And they screwed up a couple of massive calls in that game. Big time. They did. Yeah. They have, and everybody's like, well, you can look back to this game this year where they screwed up a couple calls. And then, look at three years ago, they screwed There are, what, 120 plays in an NFL game? Right. Like, if, these guys, they miss calls. Yeah. Have and having those calls be blown in the most pivotal crunch time moments of a game, that sucks. Yeah. 
It's like, yeah, not all missed calls are the same. You know, some are like a little bit of a stubbed toe. Some are, are more like a, you know, a severed limb. Yes. <laughs> like it is. The, and those are bad. And those are, it doesn't sit well with fans. Yeah. It's not good for the league. And I get all of it, right? But a majority of the time, and if those guys don't officiate playoff games because they screwed up the Dallas-Detroit and they've been graded down over the course of the season, good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's good. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this because it's going to screw them. They could call the, the flawless, a flawless game right. this week. And nobody's going to talk about that yeah, exactly. on Monday. Nope. <laughs> Everybody's just going to be You're like, wow, look at that good game they called. All the damage is done. Yeah, because... A good game called by the officials, you don't even notice them. That's the that's the expectation. Absolutely. But that game has got everything on the line because basically it comes down to either one of those teams win and they are going to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. The The Jags have got a little bit more of a uh, a slippery slope that they need to, to kind of navigate because the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are also in a win in, in your end scenario. Right. Yes. You win, and and you are in. But if they lose, all of a sudden, then we're getting way into the weeds with multiple ties, mm-hmm. and you need Pittsburgh to lose, and and all that stuff. But coming down to the final week of the season, I think if you were to ask anybody, the AFC South and the NFC South have multiple teams that can win that division. Yeah, it's crazy. Right <laughs> on the last weekend. Yeah, and we're just talking, this is just the AFC where you've got a handful of, you have five teams that they are in a scenario where their playoff lives are on the line. Mm-hmm. Like, we we think about this, if like the last night of the NBA, it came down to five teams in the East, and then I, I think you have seven teams in the, in, the, in the NFC, you had like seven teams in the West, where on the last night of the game, they all have a shot to make the playoffs? Like, that's the drama that makes the NFL king, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can't ask for a better ending to a season. And the way that it's all playing out, like Pittsburgh getting Baltimore when they're resting everybody, that is great drama. You have mm-hmm. the head-to-head matchup where tech, the Texans and, and Colts, this game means a ton to them. On the NFC side, you have got already the Niners, Lions, Cowboys, Rams, and Eagles have all punched their tickets. You're sitting there looking at two playoff spots, but the Buccaneers, a win and they're in. The Falcons need a win plus a Tampa loss. And then the Saints need a win or a tie and a Tampa loss. They're in. The Packers win. You're in. Vikings and Seahawks, I, it is so convoluted with them. So I'll just I'll just go through the Seahawks because, look, they are right here on the fan. The Seahawks, in that game on Sunday against the Cardinals, okay, they need to win plus a Packers loss or they can tie plus a Green Bay loss plus a Tampa loss or tie or a Seattle tie plus a Green Bay loss or a New Orleans loss and tie. What? Bananas. the Seahawks have got the probably the longest shot here. Yeah. Because of you're asking for multiple teams to lose. And look, the Packers are playing the Bears. The Bears have been playing really well lately. But at the same time, like, hey, let, let's be honest here. Are the Bears playing more for a draft pick? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And then you have Tampa. You need Tampa to lose. Tampa's playing the worst team in the NFL. Their owner's sitting there throwing drinks on people in the stands. <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> and they are in a they are in a desperation desperation situation, right? It's not like you've got Tampa who is in Baltimore situation where they're going, "Hey, we're going to arrest everybody." No, they're fighting for their lives. Everybody that they need to lose is fighting for that positioning. And that is that makes it the longest shot. Like I could see Chicago beating Green Bay, but getting Tampa to lose and getting New Orleans to lose, as that uh, you're asking for a whole heck of a lot there. Now yeah. the Atlanta Falcons can still back their way in uh, to the playoffs too, but they're playing that New Orleans team, and that makes it that much. The gravity of this week is so high. And we were talking to Horvat came on yesterday. And Ryan Horvat, our BetQL Network insider, he was telling us that in these must-win situations, teams are like against a team with no shot. It's like sixty-four percent covering, yeah. covering, covering. Right, yeah, man. So it is a. It's one of those things where the the cards are stacked against a team like Seattle. Right, but the drama is there, including. You know, you have the NFC East title is still up for grabs. Like Philly and Dallas are still are in and they're comfortable and they got two cupcakes. But uh, with Philly um, taking on the Giants and then the Commanders in Cowboys, but you have a situation in, in that in that game where the Cowboys can win the NFC East with just a win or an Eagles loss, and Philly needs a win and the Giant uh, the Commanders to beat the Cowboys. And look, Commanders are full tank. Dallas is going to win the NFC East. Mm -hmm. They're going to be getting a home team. And the most probable situation uh, that we look at is if, you know, the playoffs were to start today, you know, you are looking at at, at a situation where um, it is Baltimore's the one, Miami's the two, Casey's the three, Jacksonville's the four seed, hosting uh, the Cleveland Browns with the Bills, going to Kansas City, and the Colts going to Miami in the first round in the AFC. And it favorites, and we just get the chalk, it's Dallas hosting Green Bay in the 2-7 matchup, Detroit hosting Matthew Stafford in the the Rams, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. I There's a part of me that's actually kind of buying Philly a little bit. And they, I, there's no good reason to believe in them based on what they've put on tape and what they've put on the field lately. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they have that pedigree to them. And the fixes are not that far off. And we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. But where we got to go to next, let's go to the college football playoff national championship game. Monday in Houston, the Washington Huskies take on the Michigan Wolverines. Two unbeatens going toe-to-toe for the national title. We'll catch up with Chris Fetters of Dogmen.com after Rust with SportsCenter. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Joining us now is the editor of Dogman 24-7, dogman.com. Covers the Washington Huskies. Does a great job at it. As the Huskies gear up for a national championship appearance against the Michigan Wolverines, Chris Fetters joins us now. Uh, Chris, how's it going, man? Good. I'm a little distracted. I'm I'm trying to track down all these Mariners trades so <laughs> that are going on. So the baseball fan in me is kind of wondering why we traded for a guy that mashes and strikes out in equal measure from Tampa Bay. But he already sounds like a Mariner to me, so let's go. <laughs> yeah, and Mitch Haniger coming on back, boomeranging on <laughs> back around, huh? Yeah, exactly. Who who doesn't love a Mitch Haniger moment? So uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually thrilled about it. I think my head says, I don't know what they're doing, but my heart's like, yeah, but let's bring back Mitch, man. I love him. Now's the time to do it. January's the time to rationalize and get excited about these things, but you got a ton to get excited about because Washington taking on Michigan in the national championship game Monday uh, down in Houston. You know, this journey has been incredible for the Washington Huskies. I mean, you look at everybody coming back and the kind of the rallying cry was, hey, Let's make one more run at it. Let's make one more run. Everybody comes back. It's something very rare that you see in college football or in college sports period is that everybody comes back for one final stand. In the way that Washington's been able to do it, five straight games with one score uh, deciding the outcome of the game, and they just find a way to win. Uh, I guess, where in the world are you guys at? Like, are, are the cardiologists in the Seattle area d- d- on standby? Are they just raking in the dough? Because the cardiac kids just find a way to do it every week. Oh, yeah. No, the, the guys prescribing the high blood pressure medication are doing bang-up job. There, <laughs> there, there's no question about that. I think you laid it all out, though. You know, it's, it is rare when everyone decides to, to come back collectively for another season. And it's even rarer when everything kind of seems to pan out exactly like you hoped it would. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what they, these guys have prepared for. Um, you talk, We talked to four guys uh, yesterday because literally I think the, the Huskies are about to leave uh, Husky Stadium in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, hopefully they'll get a really, really nice send-off from the, from the local fans. But it, it's just one of those things where everything has just kind of it's been a confluence of events. And like you said, for them to win as many games as they have in a row, 21 game winning streak, by the way, in, in, you know, tops in the country, but to do it, especially these last two months in the manner that they have is, is not only uncanny, but it's historic. I mean, you just, no one has ever seen anything quite like this. And, and obviously Monday, we're going to see if this, if this uh, train has enough uh, coal in the, in the engine that, to kind of do it one more time. You know, one of the hardest things to do to, to, to galvanize this group is, you know, to do it with a guy who's only been on campus for a couple of years in Kalen DeBoer. 
what is it about him that has gotten these guys to kind of galvanized together so quickly and so well because when you go to the portal and you bring guys in I mean we've seen it it's rocks the boat in a lot of different areas how has he been able to do that and what kind of what is it about Kalen DeBoer that got guys to rally in this way well it's funny you mentioned DeBoer because the way you set that up I thought you were going to go Michael Penix's direction (laughs) yeah but 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 that's the point right I mean that's the whole point the whole point is what DeBoer has been able to do is that he is so about culture first and foremost. And because of his previous relationship with a guy like Michael Penix back at Indiana, he just knew that not only would Michael be a great fit on the field in terms of the scheme and the style of play that they wanted and how he could throw the ball down the field. He knew he had what it took if he could play an entire season healthy which was the only X factor, but he also knew off the field, this guy was going to be a, a leader. He was going to be a great guy in the community. He's done great stuff with his NIL. He's really donated to a lot of great causes in the area. And so I think that's what, what DeBoer has done. And then even though I think he would, I don't think he would bristle so much at the CEO label. I think he does understand that when it comes to the organizational piece and just bringing all the right people together to make this thing work, He's as good at it as I've seen, and and I've you know I've covered six different coaches at Washington, and it's just one of those things where if you've got the right people around you and you just let them do their jobs, and it's it's kind of like what the coaches want of their players. Yeah. They just want their players to do what their what their assignment is. Just be assignment sound. Don't do more than what you're being asked to do, and trust in the guy next to you that he's going to do his job. And that's that's and that's what he's done with his coaching staff, and it's 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 been trickle down. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a trickle down economics version of coaching, but that's what it's been. It's it starts with the board, and it works all the way down through the coaches to the players. You know, there's something about this this team, and with Michael Penix Jr. and Roma Dunze, I, I say this all the time that the most impressive part about Penix in the Dunze is everybody in the damn stadium knows where the ball's going. And nobody can still stop it when it comes to crunch time and at the end of the game. We've seen now some of these mock drafts this week finally pushing Michael Penix Jr. up into that first round. What are We know what the, what the knocks are, the injury history, where that he's 24 years old. But what makes my, Penix so special um, as you've covered him day to day and you've seen kind of his growth over the last two seasons? Well, I think, first of all, you mentioned Roma Dunze. You know, if you also look at Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, Giles Jackson, Jeremy Bernard, um, all the guys that he surrounded himself with, Jack Westover, Devin Culp at tight end, uh, Dylan Johnson at running back, he's surrounded by great talent, and he's not afraid to be the distributor. He understands that he's only as good as the guys that are around him. And then also the offensive line, who just won the Joe Moore Award, which essentially is their Heisman Trophy as being the best offensive line in the country, none of this would be possible without those guys. Mm-hmm. And he fully acknowledges that every single time. It, he, every single time is brought up on how good he's doing, he's like, hey, I'm no good unless these guys are doing their jobs. So it's all the guys around him. But he's also become the vocal leader that he, ne- he wasn't necessarily when he first got to Washington. And that is one of the critical pieces that DeBoer has said has kind of defined – Penix's rise kind of up the charts in terms of what he has needed to do to take his game to the next level. And it's been that vocal leadership piece 
when he talks, when Penix talks, it's like E.F. Hutton back in the day. When he talks, people listen. And everybody is listening to Michael Penix right now. Because when you have as much success as he has, and when he is literally talking the walk, you, you gain so much respect in the locker room for that. And he hasn't made it bigger than himself. And the other thing, too, guys, there has been this piece of just being the underdog, being um, kind of downtrodden a little bit, kicked in that kick. You know, it's like the Johnny Atlas stuff when the sand gets kicked in your face and you go from the 90-pound weakling to the, to the, you know, the buff dude that can handle himself. I think it's, it's this team rallying around Michael Penix because he didn't get the Heisman Trophy. Mm. And when he has a moment like he had in the Sugar Bowl when he goes for 430, two touch. <laughs> And everyone sees nationally what this guy is capable of doing. And all you hear from the talking heads and the pundits and everything else from ESPN on down, they're all like, hmm, I wonder if maybe we made a mistake in giving Jaden Daniels the Heisman. And that's, that's, that, and that's, that sucks for Jaden Daniels because he absolutely deserves the Heisman. But when you hear that kind of talk, I think it just fuels the fire for the guys around Penix. And they're rallying for him. They're going to go to war for this guy. And that's just kind of the stuff that, that he engenders because of the way he plays and who he is as a person. As this ma- you look at this matchup, I mean, you look at Washington's offense and whether it's quarterback, receiver, or the offensive line that was a Joe Moore Award winner. Uh, offensively, you, it checks all the boxes when you go position group by position group. The only one you get Michigan is Blake Corman, that running back room, which is really special at Michigan. On the defensive side of the ball, though, what do you look at as the key to this game for for Washington? They've played physical brains of football against whether it's Oregon or Utah or Oregon State who try to, you know, manhandle you up front. And they've come out on top of, of all three of those opponents and for Oregon twice. But what? do you think is the factor on defense for the national championship game as uh, you, you start matching up UW's defense against the Michigan offense? Well, without going into real specific matchups in terms of, you know, running backs, linebackers or receivers, DBs, that kind of thing. I will say two things. First of all, I think this defense has really grown together and gotten better as the season has gone on because they have found the moments that matter in order to make the biggest plays that define these games, like Elijah Jackson making the play to bat down the pass on the very last play of the Sugar Bowl, for instance. Mish Powell having the the pick six where basically he goes the distance against Arizona State to pull that win out of the fire. Um, There have been those kind of moments, and it hasn't just been the offense that has dictated how this team has done. The defense has really risen up and have made plays, and they, they held Oregon State to 20 points. They held Washington State to 21 points. They have been able to find ways to make it happen. And the other thing is it goes back to what I was saying about the guys rallying around Penix because they feel he's been disrespected. I think there's a lot of guys on this team that feel their defense has been disrespected and the chip on the shoulder continues to build and build and build. And when you see guys like Braylon Trice and the, and the kind of the, the, the moments that he had in the Sugar Bowl with a couple sacks and really causing havoc on Quinn Ewers, uh, I go back to a great tweet I saw earlier this morning from David Pollack, one of the ESPN analysts that played at Georgia. And he said, basically, you know, you, you can argue and debate forever what you think are the key players are if you were going to build kind of your team that you would want. He goes, but I would start with quarterback, receiver, edge, and tackle. Mm. And he goes, so if you have the right tackles, the right edge guys, so basically edge guys are your quarterback. And he goes, right now, where are the best players 
at Washington. (laughs) Quarterback, (laughs) tackle, edge, and receiver. He goes, you've got legitimately four first-round draft picks that could be at all four of those positions. So the bottom line is when you look at that edge play with Braylon Trice, you got ZTF on the other side, he's going to cause problems. They really need to go ahead because we've seen it all year long, guys. They have gone heavy in the middle where they'll go MJ Ale, they'll go Tuli Latui Gasanoa, they'll go Fatui Tuitele. They'll bring a little lot of bodies. So if, if, if Michigan wants to mash and they want to go body on body, mano a mano on that offensive line and try to, to bury Washington at the line of scrimmage, Washington will be up for that challenge. Will, be, will they be able to stop them? No, they won't be able to stop them. But can they contain them enough to force J.J. McCarthy to have to win the game? And can Washington jump out to a lead? And so, so Michigan is now playing from behind, and maybe they're going to have to throw the ball more. So there's things that are involved here. But when it comes down to the defense, I think it's those two things. They've gotten better as the, as the, moments have go, as the season's gone on with big moments that have defined them in the last few games and the fact that I think they feel incredibly disrespected. You know, going to the Sugar Bowl, going to New Orleans, it's an expensive trip. What do you feel the presence of Washington fans are going to be like in Houston on Monday night? Because it's hard to go those back-to-back weeks with those with those trips and, and going so far. Oh, yeah, no question about it. And, and the same goes for Michigan, too, yeah, right? Guys? I mean, it's it's the same thing. What I would say is is that the, I've, I've seen comments where people had – had maybe held up and, and maybe hoped that Washington could get to the national championship game so they could put all their money on going to Houston. So there's that. And then I think there's just a, a huge um, alumni following and a huge former players following that, like, members of that 91 team are going. Um, a lot of former recent former players are going, even players from other sports. We were, you know, Isaiah Thomas is going. I saw Danielle Laurie from the from the softball team that won the world uh, national championship back in 2009. She's going, and I'm sure. And she said she's got teammates that she's meeting up with in Houston. This is going to be a massive party, I think, either way for Washington fans and and former athletes. I just think that it's because it's been 33 years since they've had an opportunity to do something like this in terms of getting to a game that could really define whether they win a national championship or not. But, but the reality is they've never really been here. I mean, even that 91 team, you know, it's not an undisputed national championship as much as they would like to have it. And I think if they played Miami, they'd kill them. But, that's, but we'll never know, right? Mm-hmm. But this game is for all of it. And, there will, and it will be undisputed. If Michigan wins, they're undisputed. If Washington wins, they're undisputed. It will be, it, all questions will be answered uh, uh, Monday night. And that's the way it should be. So I think for this moment, Washington's going to, they're going to have all the stars aligned and they're going to have as many fans in the seats as they can because they've sold out their allotment. I think it was around 20,000. And so they should have a, they should have a huge following. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Fetters. He is the editor of dogmen.com, dogmen247. Uh, always appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Come Monday night, there's no sharing anything. It's going to go either back to Seattle or up to Ann Arbor for the national title. Thanks a lot, Chris. Okay, have a great day, guys. There he is, Chris Fetters, dogmen.com. Uh, there's a ton on the line. We're going we're gonna to dive into this game a little bit more as, uh, as we go on in the show because you look at the matchups on both sides of the ball. I mean, offensively, UW has you checked the boxes and you just go, if you were just to go position group by position group, outside of running back, it's Washington. Mm-hmm. 
and they have the most important position in all of sports, the quarterback position. You you go down the list and receiver, offensive line, and that that is a lot closer with the offensive line than we'd like to think because UW won the Joe Moore Award, right? It should be like it's a runaway. Michigan's offensive line is damn good. I'm excited for this game. I think it should be a good one. Yeah, Monday yeah. is going to be wall-to-wall. We'll get the uh, Michigan perspective on this game coming up in hour number two as Austin Meek of The Athletic joins us at 1.15. This is Danny and Dusty on The Fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Can I make something very clear here? Russ, can we get can we get uh, clarity here? Yeah. We had a text on the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them, VancouverFord.com. Um, we had uh, Chris Fetters on Dogmen.com. Does mm-hmm. a great job covering Washington. And this text says, love hearing the Husky love. Let's go, dogs. I do not want to get this confused as Husky love. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. And I'm talking to you. I got my two neighbors, Boring Gary and Moyne. I got two neighbors on either side of my home. Both of them are Huskies. Insufferable Husky fans. <laughs> well, that just seems kind of repetitive. I love them as people, but let's not get let's not get it confused. It's not Husky love here. It's respecting a damn good football team is what it is. And... Look, those two games that they played against Oregon, that game that they played in the monsoon at Oregon State, they they got fighters on that team too. It is the number one passing attack in the country, but that team is physical as all hell. And they are a fun team to watch. They are a very very disciplined football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you have no matter how much you hate your rival, no matter how much you hate a a team, like in Michigan's the same thing. Michigan it, that has turned into the most hateable team in college football. Yeah, like with JJ McCarthy dropping them. Well, eighty percent of teams do it in college football. We were just catching up with everybody. No, you weren't. <laughs> Stop with that. No, <laughs> you roundhouse kicked the door in, and you said, "Here we are." You know, that's not just like we're catching up with anybody. You know, you. You went and just blazed right through what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's yeah. like the Astros aren't going, hey, we were doing it. Everybody else says, no, you weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't. It's different, you know? Uh, it, but you have to give credit to Michigan for what they do on the field, right? Just like, you know, any, just like the Astros. They were, they were the best team in baseball without cheating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They were really damn good. And everybody's like, ah, they cheated. Well, they weren't cheating on the road because they didn't have the technology on the road. They were still really good. Guess where they won the World Series against the Dodgers in 2017? In L.A. You know, (laughs) blow right through that one. (laughs) You know, they were good on the road, too. You know, but you got to give credit to the teams that are really good. And these are two really complete football teams. They've been battle tested and. It is going to be one hell of a national championship football game. Yeah. But let's not get that confused for Husky Love just then or Wolverine Love coming up at 115. We'll have Austin Meek on. Yeah. Of The Athletic. Equal opportunity right. today. 
they're really good and yeah. they they deserve they deserve the attention that both these programs are getting because look Michigan may have uh kind of shortcutted their way through the season playing Bowling Green East Carolina and UNLV and I'll have more on that as we dive into the national championship but uh it is these teams it's going to be a hell of a national championship and I can't wait for 12 I can't wait for 12. Some of it's nice just because it's not Clemson or Georgia, Alabama, you know, it's, it's, you're getting a little fresh in there. (laughs) LSU. All right. (laughs) Just how about Jeff Rust did not want to see the South in the national title again. There we go. Ohio State. I don't think you're, I'm with you. Ohio State in there. Okay. Ohio State too. Yeah. Good riddance. Yeah. It's a new world where more teams play in the national championship. And then, you know, I like that. You're already getting in the anti-Ohio uh, State. Yeah. You're, you're already turning into a Big a big Ten honk there. All right. Uh, let's continue our, our look into week 18 of the NFL's regular season. One team uh, is got a star player questionable, according to his head coach, while another team in South Florida is on the struggle bus. Danny Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.